TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Welcome back to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. Jessamine Stanley has been breaking barriers in the world of American yoga for over 10 years, and she continues to do that in her new book, Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Vicki. Jessamine, as a fellow yogi, I've noticed that there are certain preconceived notions about who is, quote-unquote, allowed to practice yoga. Like, there's this mm. expectation, and I don't even know where it comes from, but they, you have to be a certain size, and you have to have a certain amount of flexibility, or a certain amount of strength, or like your book points out, have to be a certain color. Is any of that true? None of that is true. And I think it's really just a product of the way that capitalism, and honestly the way that mainstream society just more generally packages things for people, that there's an idea of who's allowed to do certain things, not just with yoga, but really with anything. And and I think that ultimately yoga is really just about connecting with your most true self. And that can be in any body, regardless of how old you are or what your body looks like or how you identify. All of that is irrelevant because at the end of the day, as long as you can breathe, you can live this practice. What is your definition of yoga? I think of yoga as bringing together the different pieces of yourself. And I define it as yoking, like the union, the bringing together the light and the dark within yourself. And I think it is often bringing together the good, the bad, and especially the ugly parts of yourself. And very often yoga is defined as being just a physical practice, but I have found yoga to really be a spiritual practice that unites your physical body with your emotional body and your mental body so that you're able to experience the light that emanates from within. I feel like there are so many different styles or types of yoga. How can someone find the style or type that best fits them? Totally. My first book, Everybody Yoga, actually talks about this in more detail, like what style of yoga would work best for different people depending on what's going on in your life. And I mean, I think it really just depends on what you are seeking and that that will change throughout your life. So there may be a point in your life where you really like vinyasa style yoga, which is where you are linking breath with motion. There may be a point in your life where you're preferring yin style yoga, where it's the opposite of a vinyasa wherein you are doing slow, long holds with postures. It might be that you are preferring a practice that is not involving any postures. It's really just about breath work and about meditation. It just depends on what's going on in your life. Although I will say that I think more often than not, human beings really need stillness and silence and inability to really connect with the present moment. And that can happen without ever like practicing a physical yoga posture. You can do that just by 
sitting with your legs crossed or lying on your back. What do you think are some of the paradoxes of what you call American yoga? Mm. So many paradoxes, <laughs> almost too many to, to try to, to encapsulate them. I mean, I think that one of the most interesting things is that America is really built on capitalism and on consumerism, and yoga really asks for the opposite of that at all times. Yoga is all about tapping into yourself and not looking outside of yourself for the answers to life's questions. And I think that that creates a paradox wherein you are living in a world, we live in a world where everything is about materialism, but the practice itself is about the exact opposite of materialism. But it also creates a lot of space and opportunity. And, I mean, I think it's very interesting to me that we practice yoga collectively. We practice in um, studio culture is really all about, like, finding a community that speaks to you and really connecting to that community. But at the same time, we as a society are frequently afraid to have the difficult conversations that come up when we are actually in community with one another. So that when you're in community with people, you're not just going to be talking about leggings or handstands or coconut water. You're going to be talking about racism and sexism and capitalism and all of these different things that I think can be really sticky subjects and they can make all of us very uncomfortable, but there's this opportunity in that paradox. There's an opportunity for us to heal very deep wounds in our society, and that feels like an incredible opportunity to me. I'm speaking with Jessamine Stanley, author of Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. What's the difference between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation? I think there's a very thin line between appreciation and appropriation. I think of appreciation as being a deep respect for something so that in this case for culture, for someone else's culture, even more specifically, I think appropriation bridges that line and then comes into a space where whether it's through appreciation or anything else, there's a desire to steal or to own or to be a thief. Theft is really the the core of appropriation. And cultural appropriation is extremely common in American yoga, and I think that it really stems back to American history, that America itself is very much embedded in colonialism and colonization and fetishization and all of these things that result in a complete absence of respect, a complete absence of appreciation, and makes it where appropriation feels like the best way to experience a practice such as yoga. And I don't think that appropriation is a necessity of American yoga practice, but I do think that it is usually, I mean, just to speak frankly, I think a lot of practitioners get caught up trying to make their practices look legit. Like everyone wants to try to find a connection to South Asia or to speak in Sanskrit or there's just so many different things that I think while perhaps with good intentions 
are actually deeply appropriative. And the reality is that yoga doesn't need you to appropriate. Yoga, if you're practicing what I was saying before, the yoking, the union of the light and the dark within yourself, that yoking will always just lead you back to your own cultural identity. It will allow you to connect with your own truth. It actually will lead you away from stealing somebody else's culture. So it's this really interesting line that I think many practitioners are afraid to discuss at all because they're afraid of that they are a part of the problem. They're afraid of being like, oh, my God, am I, do I culturally appropriate? What if, how am I contributing to this? And I have found a lot of beauty. And what I talk about in yoke is that there is so much personal healing that comes from accepting that you are a part of the problem, a part of things, and that that too is important as well. Something else that you write in Yoke is that most American yoga practitioners choose to ignore the realities of discrimination. Why is that, do you think? Mm, I think it's because it is uncomfortable, and I think that it is not particularly fun to look at discrimination and inequity and all of these things that really have just always been a part of America. It's, it's in the soil of America's inequity and discrimination. But it's not pretty to look at. It doesn't make you feel happy right off the bat. And so I think that people generally avoid it. But that acceptance of that truth, that is our collective yoga practice. That is what we can all see together and hold together and that we can all and we can all cry together it can be we can feel sad together there's no one who is not a part of this there's no one who's like standing on high pointing a finger at everyone else and saying like you down there you are a bad person i am a good person no we're all down here in the mud together and i think the more that we can accept that the stronger we can be as a society. Another yogi friend of mine once said, the gym is about self-improvement, but yoga is about self-acceptance. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. You know, although I would say that the gym is also a place of self-acceptance as well at the end of the day. So I think of yoga as being everything. Everything is yoga because every moment in life is an opportunity to bring together the light and the dark within yourself. And I think that a lot of times we don't associate physical exercise as being a spiritual practice. But if you talk to like distance runners or uh, triathletes or anyone who does like really intense weightlifting, they're not doing that for their health. They're not doing that so they can feel good about their body. Like you don't run miles and miles and miles because you just love exercising. You're doing it because you want to have a deeper connection with yourself. So that I feel like they're practicing the yoga of distance running, the yoga of Olympic weightlifting or whatever the thing is, but we are all in our quest to have a deeper connection with our physical bodies. We're always seeking a deeper connection with the self that lies within. I've been speaking with Jessamine Stanley, author of Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. Is there anything else you want us to know? And tell us where we can get your book. You can find Yoke anywhere the books are sold. And you can find me at jessaminestanley.com. Also at my name is Jessamine on Instagram. And you can find my yoga studio, The Underbelly, at The Underbelly Yoga on Instagram and you can try a 
two-week trial at theunderbelly.com. And I think that more than anything, what I would want for anyone who hears this to know that regardless of whether or not we ever practice yoga together or you ever read yoke or we ever connect about yoga at all, I hope that you know that you are needed exactly as you are. There is no one in this world who can offer what you offer. And your presence on this planet is a gift to all of us. Please believe in yourself. Please live in your truth and experience the freedom that you were born with. If not for you, then truly for all of us. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 